everyone. Welcome to my show. I'm Tiffany with My So-Called Fabulous, and I'm here to talk to you today about one of my favorite things. Oh, my goodness. If you have followed me or if you know me, you know I love a nice, beautiful, clean, sparkling home. And I love interiors. I, I can't, I can't even tell you that is my happy place, the beautiful place. And I'm bringing you today one of my dear friends and interior designer, Shane Morrissey, with Morrissey, Morrissey Home Solutions. There it is. Yeah. There you go. I got a little tongue tongue tied there. So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Oh my goodness, I'm, I'm so happy you're here. And I have to say, you are my first interior person here. Hey, I'm glad I can do it. <laughs> For one, I, after, let's see, almost we're at nine months now of doing this. So, yeah. Yeah, it's so great to, yeah, I've been talking to you about it. But when you started doing your live shows, I went, okay. Mm, that's what did on. it. That's huh? what did it. So you are an interior designer. You are a degreed interior designer. We yes. were just talking about the difference, okay? The difference between... A true interior designer and a right. decorator. Tell me that. Yeah. So I think that, you know, there are a lot of people who refer to themselves as an interior designer. Um, some of those people may be sales associates. Maybe it's somebody who just wants to get into interior design as a hobby. Um, but really, in order to be an interior designer, you have to have a degree. You have to have an educational background. Um, otherwise, that's a decorator. And decorators are fabulous, too. But there is a distinction um, between interior designers and interior decorators. Right. I would be a decorator, everyone. I hate to say And a fabulous decorator I, at that. <laughs> I do. I'm going to put the word a fabulous yeah. decorator. I love, love, love it. I just can't get enough. You know, during COVID, I started, you know, I mean, okay, we just finished our home. We did a big remodel. Right. All right? right. So it's almost two years when we're still not finished. But I, during COVID, Shane, I was in the kitchen. I'm like, I'm redoing all this. I'm, I'm starting over. Yeah. What is that? You know what? I think that people love interior design. You know, we know that you especially love it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, when you start to settle in, there are always, you know, that, that bug starts to get going again. And I think we always have a tendency to make changes and modifications. I know for me in my own house, it's like, it's, it's never done. I, there's always something that I want to change or <laughs> another area of the house that I want to redesign in some way. So I just think that's normal. Is it? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I love Tiffany blue. I love pink. So I'm sitting in the kitchen which we're usually we're in the COVID we we were, during COVID we were in the kitchen a right lot. oh my goodness I just oh like, yeah we all have been right yeah, I'm like I hate this I don't like this I'm just picking it apart and then someone will come in and go oh my gosh these colors are so fabulous but yeah. you know it's just that for me personally I continuously tell Greg we're not finished we're not finished he's like oh we're finished I mean yeah. we're not finished I know that it seems like the husbands are always finished and the wives are like no we got we got mm -mm. more to do here mm -mm. yeah mm -mm. I know I need to start selling some art too because change my mind on art yeah but you know what that's that's the beautiful thing about art is that if you buy great art and you buy art that is valuable uh, you can trade it and you can sell it and there are a lot of people who do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Be careful because I might, you might need some art, some of my art. Yeah, you. I might. I got to come take a look. Let me check out the inventory. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So you have always known since you were a young, young, young boy yeah. that you loved interiors. So tell right. us the story about your family. I was cracking up. Yeah. What do y'all do with your allowance? Young, young, young boys and girls. Uh, yeah, what did yeah. you do? Well, so I used to, my dad was a general contractor, still is a general contractor. Um, and when I was growing up, I would always negotiate with my parents to get allowances to redo my bedroom. I think it was redone four times. I had uh, a muralist come in and paint the bedroom once. I mean, actually, it had two murals. It was painted uh, with murals two different times. So I redecorated about four times in my childhood until I went to college, um, which is so different from uh, most kids that age. But, oh, a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I remember, you know, I, I always grew up in in construction because my dad was a contractor. And so I was always involved in that. I would work for him during the summers. Um, but I remember coming home from school one day when I was probably about 15 and my mom had Oprah on and Oprah had, uh, this designer who is super, super famous now, but she kind of put him on the map, but it's Nate Berkus. Oh yeah. And Nate Berkus was on TV and he was so handsome and just so knowledgeable. And 
I didn't even know what an interior designer was at the time. And so that's really how I came to find out about it. Um, and then we had a neighbor across the street who was a designer. And so I got to know her and I got to know her work. And so, you know, it was, it was decidedly so I was going to be an interior designer and I never wavered from that. You and never so, did. Mm -mm. No, I knew from a really young age what I wanted to do. That is so yeah. tremendous. I mean, what a gift. I was really lucky. And I mean, your dad being in the business too, yeah, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Which I, we will get to that, but you graduated high school. Are you from Fort Worth? You I are, am. You went mm -hmm. to high school? I went to high school at Nolan Catholic. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So you went to the Art Institute in, in Dallas. I did. Mm -hmm. And got your degree in interior design. So when you did that and graduated, so... It was the recession or we were just yeah, coming I mean, out of the it recession? Was, it was 2012, so we were coming out of it. Um, you know, and interior design was definitely something that, well, is something that is not a necessity. And so um, there weren't a yes, lot it of... Yes, it, it, it is. It is <laughs> for... Uh, yeah, for me. actually, let me correct myself. Uh, it, it is for me. It absolutely is a Start necessity. Yeah, yeah, please hire me. Um, but anyway, there weren't a lot of firms that were hiring at the time. And so um, I went to work at the World Trade Center in Dallas and did some temporary work in one of the showrooms there. And I ended up doing really well. And so I did the Las Vegas market. I did the Atlanta market. And that's how I met my first boss right out of school, who was Gary Riggs in Dallas. Um, and so I went up to him. I knew who he was because he, I mean, if you know who he is, you can't mistake him. He's like a, a rock star. Anyway, so I approached him and I said, hey, I'm Shane Morrissey. I just graduated from the Art Institute. And I said, I'm, I love your work. And I just wanted to give you my contact information. And I just like got it all out because I was so nervous to meet him. <laughs> and the next day, his assistant called me. And a week later, I had an interview and mm -hmm. he hired me. You're joking. No, I'm not kidding. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. So what were you, I mean, you, he just hired you to mm -hmm. come on. He hired me to be his assistant. Right. So he actually let go of his assistant and hired me. Um, and we furnished homes all over the place. We had a mountain home in Utah that we did. There was a house in Connecticut that we were working on, a house in Boston. Mm -hmm. And so it was great because here I, I was right out of college and I got to travel. I got to learn how to furnish homes and how to style homes from him. And that's something that you would think that you would learn in design school, but you don't. It's mm -hmm. so technical. Um, it's all about space planning. It's all about codes. It's very architectural, um, which is, are, those are very important facets of interior design, um, that everybody needs to know. But, uh, I actually got to learn the fun stuff by being in the field and actually being able to furnish people's homes, which was really great. Isn't that great? And I mean, what a passion for that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, right out of college, can y'all imagine right out of college, getting that dream job? Getting the dream yeah. job with a dream rock star. It was so cool. Flying all over the place. It was so cool. And the part I didn't even mention is that, you know, there was this time that we were in class in college and we had some, it was like some silly, trivial assignment, busy work that we were doing. <laughs> and uh, we had to flip through magazines and cut out images that inspired us because we were getting, we were de doing development for projects that we were about to present. Right. And so I was sitting next to my friend and I saw an ad for Gary Riggs, the guy who hired me, Gary Riggs home in the magazine. And I told my friend Joe, I looked at him and I said, I'm going to work for that guy someday. Mm -mm. And then there it was my first Boom. job right out of school. It was crazy. It was crazy. Now yeah. you worked in the trade center, world trade center momentarily, yes. right? Momentarily. Yeah. I was just doing temporary work there. However, isn't that a beast in itself? Isn't that it is a, a different? Beast. I mean, that's a different. It, it is a beast, and uh, now I'm there every week. Uh, you know, every week I'm sourcing furniture there and textiles and um, accessories and things like that. So I got my feet wet by working there, um, and now I I use it as a resource mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the relationships that you make over there yes. for sure. Okay, so when you were working and going all over the place, were you guys, were y'all building homes or were you just coming in and doing the interiors? What we were, were you doing? We were doing some finished selection for the projects and we were furnishing them. So 
we weren't doing the building at the time. Mm -hmm. It was just interior design specific. Wow. Yeah. How mm -hmm. exciting. And I mean, between Denver, did you say? I mean, all we did. Yeah. There was a, in Park City in Utah, we did a house in Connecticut, um, one in Boston, one in Clearwater Beach in Florida. Oh, gosh. So it was really cool. I got to do all this traveling and I just, I thought I was super, super cool and hip to have that right did. out of school. I yeah. you thought you were all I sure did. <laughs> I sure did. And then I learned otherwise. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So what you, because now you are, you're in your, you and your father more mm -hmm. seem more, I, why can I speak today, but more see home solutions. Yeah. So what was the caveat for you changing over yeah. What happened? So, um, did you I, piss someone off? No, no, but I love <laughs> to tell this story. Um, so I, I was an assistant that, that was, that was my job. And so I didn't really have a hand in making a lot of the selections for the projects I was working on when I was working in Dallas. And so, you know, I was lamenting to my dad about this one day that, you know, I really want to have more control over my work. I want to, you know, get involved in, you know, maybe doing something a little bit different. I know I want to do interior design, but I don't know exactly how I want to do it. And he said, well, have you ever thought about coming to work for me? And I said, well, no, I said, you're, you're in construction and I'm a designer. And I said, I just don't see how the two of those things pair together. I'm 23 years old at the time. Okay. There right? you go. There it is. <laughs> um, and he said, okay, all right. Well, you know, the offer's on the table. And six months later, I went to bed one night and I was just praying, you know, let me just wake up and know the answer. Well, I woke up, I went into work, I quit my job. Um, mm -hmm. I was working for my dad two days later. Really? And uh, yeah. And so um, he owned a company called Custom Carpentry by David Morrissey at the time. And so I went to work for him and, uh, you know, I became a project manager. I was doing, I got my hands dirty a lot. I was doing a lot of demolition. I was doing a lot of project coordinating, managing the subcontractors. Um, and then I had this client, um, a fabulous client of mine who, um, hired us to do the remodel for her house. And she found out that I was an interior designer, of course, because I, I told her sure. and, uh, <laughs> she said, well, will you design the whole thing for me too? And I thought, well, I don't have a fee structure for this. I don't know what I'm, right. you know, but I just, I, I, I just ran with it Sure. and, uh, I designed her house and then I thought, well, this needs to be, this needs to be our business model. This needs to be a design driven remodeling company. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I pitched the idea to my dad and I said, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to change the name of the business. We're going to have to form a new company. And he said, well, what would you even, what would you call it? And I said, I would call it Morrissey home solutions. And so, uh, that's really how it began. It and, is. uh, it was amazing. I mean, we, in, in the first year that we, uh, started Morrissey home solutions, our, our revenue doubled mm -mm. because people were so energized about a comprehensive proposal that included interior design services yes. and general contracting. We didn't charge hourly for any of it because I got really tired of the hourly model. I thought, I don't want my clients to feel like, you know, I'm an attorney calling them and billing them for every single phone call and meeting minutes. I just said, let's, you know, let's adjust our, our, our fee so that it will include design services. Wow. And, uh, it just took off. So, yeah. so you are a general contractor. I am. And interior designer. Yes. Did, did your, your school going to college, did it prepare you with your degree for general contracting? In, in a way? Yes. I, I never thought about it while I was in school, but you learn so much about, um, you know, planning and development in, in construction. And, uh, you know, you learn a lot about the mechanical and electrical plans and what all is required in that. And so in, in a way it really did prepare me. Right. Yeah. Not at all for the, um, you know, the experience in, the experiences in the field that happen in construction, that is something that can only happen, mm -hmm. um, through years and years of, of being in the midst of it. And it is crazy. Yeah. They don't teach yeah. that in school. No, anything no. can happen and you got to be ready. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So your dad, is mm -hmm. he still heavily involved in the company? My dad retired in oh. the winter of 2018. Really? Yeah. Yes. So, um, I am, 
100% the sole owner of the company now wow. um, and have been since uh, the beginning of 2019. Is yeah. he just so proud? I can't even imagine. He is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are as a family. It's It's been really exciting. Um, my sister also works with me. She does. And yeah, she came on uh, as my assistant a few years ago because we needed somebody in that role. I was managing construction and interior design and doing all the order fulfillment and managing the logistics. And so um, Shelby, my sister, came mm -hmm. to work for us a couple years ago. And so it really is a family business, uh, you know, in every sense. And so as a family, I think we're we're all excited about that and, and proud that we've been able to to build that together. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, what a I mean, gosh, I mean, what a gift to your dad. I mean, and your mom, because that seeing a, a Greg did that with Blackman Laurie. Right. Just, Absolutely. He did. You know, the dad and, and mom started it and the guys finished it, you know, drove it home. The yeah. kids, so you know, it, it's it's a great, great feeling, of course. It is. So, tell me how things have changed since you graduated college. Mm -hmm. How has the design world changed so much? And we're going to talk about COVID, but yeah. how much has changed? Well, it it really has changed entirely because historically, um, you know, when you, when you wanted to design your home or you wanted to shop for furniture, whether you hired a, an interior designer or you chose to do it yourself, you had to go out there and you had to, you know, go to different showrooms and different retail stores and you had to sit in sofas and you had to, you had to go all over the place to, to furnish your house. Whereas now there's so much availability online for product, um, you know, and textiles and, and, and artifacts and things like that. So, um, that has really changed the way that interior designers have to do business. Um, you know, and I've always been really transparent about my fee structure. Um, you know, I, I purchase furniture at wholesale for the most part and resell it to my clients at cost plus 50%. And that sounds like a lot, but standard retail markup for furniture is actually 200%. So y'all, when you go to Pottery Barn or you go to West Elm, um, you're paying an enormous markup for that piece of furniture. And for the most part, it's, it's coming from overseas. And so, um, you know, when you buy furniture at wholesale and you're getting it through an interior designer, you're able to get a really great quality product, um, that's handmade in the United States. And, uh, you know, and you're getting it at usually a better rate than you would get in a retail environment. Wow. Um, but my point in saying this and that, you know, I've, I've always been transparent in my fee structure is that a lot of times when I'm at the World Trade Center and, you know, I'm, I'm talking with the people who are um, responsible for fulfilling the orders and the salespeople, you know, it's like this big secret about, well, how do you want us to tell your client? Yes. Because historically, all I mean, you could interview 10 interior designers. They're all going to charge differently for their services. It really is. It's it's not standardized. Mm -hmm. um, but the point is that now since everything is available online. People can price check things. You really just have to be upfront with your client and say, Hey, this is what I charge. This is why I charge what I do. And so, um, you know, I think that it's, it's changed the way that, that we have a relationship with our clients. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good thing mm -hmm. for the most part. You know, and, yeah. and you, if, if you tell your client, okay, this manufacturer, this, right. this, um, what, what, you know, this retailer, I trust the product, mm -hmm. you know, because I was looking for something online the other day and I'm like, I don't know. I'm not sitting yeah. in it. I mean, yeah. I don't know. And I'm trying to do it myself. And yeah. And I've, I've got to tell you that, um, you know, I had, I had some concerns about just how virtual interior design is becoming. Like I'll see ads on Instagram where it says, you know, click here send a photo of your room, we'll send you a design plan and, and links to the furniture. And I'm thinking, this is really kind of terrible. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then COVID happened and I tried to do this virtually, you know, I, I, I sent my clients finished packages and I sent presentations and it, it didn't work, Tiffany. Mm -mm. It didn't work mm -mm. because you have to touch it. You've got to feel it. Mm -hmm. You've got to be able to see those finishes and those pieces of furniture in person to really get the full picture and the full effect. Um, 
And so I think that that just is is really a testament to interior designers and the work that we do um, and how important it is to, you know, have that contact and be able to sit on the sofa before you buy. You can't you can't buy furniture online. No. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I just don't believe that, but yeah. I know a lot of our friends do. I know people do it all the time, but you know, I, I can't tell you how many homes that I have refurnished for people who made the mistake of buying everything online. You've got to go out there. You've got to sit in it. Mm-hmm. You have to try different pieces. Um, and that's super important. It, it, it really, yeah. really is. Yeah. I know I made the mistake of buying something and not sitting in it. It was a custom piece. Oh, geez. I know. know. I, I know. And hey, if it's something Shame that, on me. If it's something that you're never gonna sit in and it's just meant to sit there and be beautiful and sculptural, who cares? Right. But you know, if you want to <laughs> use it, you gotta sit in it. You oh, have to try it out. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. know. I know. Yeah. I'm that person that buys white furniture and white rugs. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Me too. Yeah. But right. you know what? We have performance fabrics now. So, you know, um uh, there are a lot of fabrics that are solution dyed acrylics and they are actually surprisingly incredibly soft. Um, they're amazingly durable. You can bleach them. You can basically do anything except for set them on fire because they are acrylic and they will <laughs> they melt. <won't> <laughs> um, but it, it's amazing. So you can have you can have all white furniture and all white rugs now because um, because of the great product that is on the market. But yeah. you can. Yeah. That doesn't say doesn't mean that I don't freak out when a person with red wine walks oh, across. Oh yeah, I'm like oh, it's a performance fabric. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. you still freak out. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the other day, uh, my boyfriend Sam had set down a cup of coffee on the sofa on the white sofa, um, <laughs> and not an interior designer. You know why he put it on the sofa? I don't know, but I went and sat on the sofa, and there went the coffee, um, uh, and I still freaked out. But it is a performance fabric, and, and it can it, be clean, and it can. And hey, we live in our homes. I it know. came out. It yeah, came out. It came out. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So just how much fabrics have changed and finishes. Oh, my gosh. Is that crazy? Yes, it's yeah. crazy. And there is so much more available now than there ever was before. It it really is incredible. Um, and there's a lot to see. And I think that that is another um, really great benefit to having an interior designer help you with your home and help you with your choices is because y'all just have no idea how much is out there. Um, and, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I highly recommend. Yeah, I highly absolutely. Recommend. So with your business, would you prefer if you, well, I don't want to be, I don't want to pigeonhole you, hold you, but do you have a preference or does your team have a preference? Would you prefer to build from the ground up mm-hmm. or would you rather do a remodel? What's more exciting? You'll well, do anything, I'm sure. Remodels but. are, you know, are super exciting to me because it, it really is, it's energizing to be able to look at a home that it exists as it is today and, and figure out, well, what can it be and how can we redesign this and how can we add on to it? Um, and, and my thing is, you know, whenever, whenever we're adding on to a home, I'm super conscious about making it look like it always was, or like it was added on to in a way that feels really smart. Um, like, like there are, you know, if you go into an old new England home, that's been added onto the, the floor heights are all at different levels and there are different ceiling treatments and it sounds weird, but it actually feels right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, typically here in North Texas, when you add on, you just add on straight across but we just did a home that was a 1940s German Tudor house and the planning designer who I worked with, um, you know, we made sure that we added on and we put the add on at different levels so that it feels like, you know, it was added on to over time and over the years, um, which is really cool. Right. Yeah. You, and that's history. Too, yeah. Right? You don't want it to feel like you've just slapped on this, this mm-hmm. brand new um, addition to a to a historic home. And that's, that yeah. happened. I've, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, it happens and it makes us cry, but you know, <laughs> oh, well, we can't, we can't do every house in Fort Worth, but, right. um, we are also super interested in new builds. New mm-hmm. builds are exciting. Um, it's, it's a much easier process actually than remodeling because you're not working, um, with existing conditions. A lot of times in remodels, uh, when you're dealing with an old home, all of the plumbing has to be updated, um, including the main line to the street, um, there's a lot of electrical that has to be updated. And so new construction is, is much more of a streamlined process, oh, yeah. uh, but we enjoy both. Right. Yeah. Well, I have built, built from the ground up one, two, two homes, and I've done two 
three big, two, two big remodels in my adult life. Yeah. And the problem is, and I, I wish at this phase of my life I could redo because the problem is I'm in such a hurry. Yeah. I'm in such a hurry to get it done. I make, uh, and then the decisions, I just don't stop. And if I, I did have interior designers, that's how I'm going to talk about it, but I am in a hurry. I'm like, let's go, let's go, right. let's go. Right. And do you find that with your clients? Just you yeah. to slow down, but we can't slow down. We got to move in. Yeah. Well, we all have, you know, it, it's the way we live now. There's just this, you know, uh, it's instant gratification and, and we want it and we want it now. Right. <laughs> um, so I think that's normal for everybody to want to do it all at once. But, you know, I typically don't begin sourcing furniture for my projects until until um, they're in their, their last three months of construction, I make sure that all of the finishes um, have been decided on. I make sure that, you know, we have a full spatial envelope of what everything is going to look like before we begin selecting the furniture. Um, unless it's a built-in piece of furniture, the furniture really needs to be the last part of it because um, the furniture doesn't really inform the design of the house. Uh, the design of the house informs the furniture. Right. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 1,000%. Yeah. Okay. Define for me, because I have had one, a track home. Is that mm -hmm. still a thing? Um, I mean, you yeah. just kind of pick your packages. Is that what you do? Um, I, I think so. I've actually never done a track home because um, I, I find that incredibly boring. Um, you know, but typically, yes, when you're buying a track home or you're, you're buying um, a, a spec house, you're buying something that, you know, typically the builder will go to, um, a, a flooring liquidator and just buy whatever is, you know, Mass, the least like, expensive. Right. And then those are the options that mm -hmm. they'll give to their client. Um, we don't do that. So, um, you know, it, it what we do is very client specific, um, incredibly, incredibly so. And so I, I've never done the same thing twice. I may do the same countertop and use it in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, but I find that, you know, I become really bored with repetition. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think there are a lot of interior designers and a lot of, um, builders and contractors for that matter who, um, you know, have, have made a name for themselves, uh, by, um, designing in a, a particular style, right? Sure. Maybe they do all neutrals. Um, maybe they do tons and tons of color, you know, and people have asked me about, um, my particular style and how yes. I design and really it, it depends every single time on, on the client and their lifestyle and what their personal taste is. Um, you know, if, if you have three dogs and three kids, I'm going to make sure that you've got performance fabrics. And if you hate the color green, we're not going to put green in your home. Sure. So it just depends. Right. Yeah. Now yeah. you personally, you just built a home in mm -hmm. the last year. You mm -hmm. moved in about a year ago. Right? I actually bought a house that was already built. Okay. Um, yeah. So it was built by another builder. I was, which so everybody was like, this is crazy. Why didn't you build your own home? I remodeled my last house. Um, you know, so everybody was like, why are you, you know, buying a house that's already built? And I just, I was so busy with my business at the time that, you know, I just didn't have, I didn't have the time or the resources to do it. And so I said, well, I'm just going to buy a house. I told my realtor, I said, you know what, I'm going to look at two homes and I'm going to buy one of them. Oh my. I, I Exactly. That's how busy <laughs> I was. Isn't that crazy? That is. And so I bought the second home that I looked at. And, uh, when I moved into it, every single thing was very builder grade, you know, mm -hmm. very basic. Um, and I just went in and I updated everything. I changed all the hardware. I changed all the light fixtures. Y'all, it really is amazing. Um, what changing fixtures, hardware and tile and paint will do for a paint, home. I mean, thing, paint. yes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Right. <laughs> it does. So I transformed it and made it mine. Yeah. You made it yours and you love it. Mm -hmm. I do. Okay. All I right. really do. Oh my gosh. It's beautiful. I'm seeing this. So, but are you, would you consider yourself a color, like a big pop of color person? Are you more of a neutral or? I love color. Um, but I also love neutrals. And I think that, you know, for me, I prefer to design um, with a relatively neutral palette or an earth tone palette. And remember, you know, blues and greens are earth tones. Uh, really, all colors are earth tones because they're all found in nature, right? But um, I tend to go for a more neutral subdued palette for 
um, for the walls and the trims and uh, the flooring and things like that. And then um, even in sofas and pieces of furniture, I may do one, you know, one chair that has a, a really ornate fabric on it. Um, but usually I'll do a, a neutral base to a sofa. Um, you know, sofas are super expensive. They can be ten, twenty thousand dollars mm. So, you know, I say go for a really nice neutral fabric and then just jazz it up with really great pillows. If you get tired of the pillows in five years, that's easy. Switch mm. them out. Oh, right. um, but yeah, I do love color, um, especially in art. I think that, you know, the pieces of art and things like that make people's homes feel really personal and mm -hmm. special to them. And happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely happy. Oh, my goodness. I yeah. love it. I just love it. I just want to redo yeah. it all. Sorry, Greg. Uh, here we He's, go. Yeah, here we go. Everybody <laughs> buckle up. Uh-huh. Well, um, so when you are working with clients, mm -hmm. have you been in a situation that you just knew what they were asking for was not the way to go? Does that make sense? Yes. Most of the time, actually, more often than not, that is the case. And not uh, just one time happening, right? Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm typically not, um, the type of person to say no. I don't like the word no. Um, I hate the word and no. so I don't use no with my clients. Um, but I do try to guide people in the right direction if I know that things aren't, aren't going in a, a you know, in, in that way. So sometimes clients will come to me with an idea and I'll think, okay, well, that's a great idea, but let's, let's make that a little bit more realistic. Um, and so, you know, it's a dance. I work with them through that process and I've been super fortunate in my career to have people who, to have clients who really trust me to guide them and, and to help them make the decisions for their homes. Right. And so it, that's been great. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I think I've told you the story and you might have been one of the many people that was praying I didn't do it. But when we bought this current home that we I had, was one of the many people. <laughs> okay. Confirmed. So if, if, if you've seen my Instagram, I had the the blue. It's yes. like a it's what it Wedgwood blue. It is the most beautiful blue and white tile y'all have ever seen. It, I didn't think it was. It's beautiful. Well, okay. So we walk in the house and I'm just like, okay, everything, the blue tile must go. That's going, cause I wasn't a blue person per se, that blue. Right, I'm Tiffany right, blue. right, right. But I said, that tile has to go. And Pam Flowers, mine to designer mm -hmm. for years and years, it just said, okay, okay. So in the background, uh, Bottega, Rebecca, Rebecca Ferris with yes. Bottega is the one that originally installed this hand-painted tile from right. Portugal. Right. And she was just saying, don't let her take that tile down. Don't let her do it. Y'all, okay. this tile thing was a big deal because <laughs> Rebecca and I didn't even know that we had Tiffany in common. And uh, Rebecca mentioned this to me. Yes. And so, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that, and then our builder or the, and several people, several people, especially the original owner, Yeah. which, you know, I'm ripping it out and we're not talking about one wall. Oh yeah. There's a lot of it. It's all the way around the, the entire surface of the, the bottom. Oh, it was just crazy. And then I was like, okay, okay, because I think Pam was trying to have me marry this in my mind. Right. Like, don't get rid of this such expensive. Yeah, and beautiful. Oh, yeah, and I couldn't see it. So it's interesting, those of you listening, because I walk into something immediately, I'm like, I'm done. No, get rid of it. Go. See ya. Yeah. And all of these people in my life now, again, like yourself, you didn't sure. know, Rebecca, we love mm -hmm. you, Rebecca, that, that that we had this commonality and friendships. Yeah. And when we finished, more people did come in when the uh, 360 West <laughs> magazine came out. It was in there. We were like, thank goodness she didn't rip it out. I'm like, we were so close to ripping I it know. out. I know. Then we couldn't, we were adding the loggia and we couldn't find the, I mean, she, Rebecca was trying to find the tile. I know she was going, please don't let her rip yeah, it out. I yeah. mean, but now I, my point is I walk up my stairs and I don't even see that tile. Mm -hmm. It just goes away. It's right. just, and it's all about everything that's in that room. Yeah. And I think that, you know, a lot of times in my work, I find that people, people can tend to get hung up on one specific thing. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of remodels and I, I design a lot of remodels. And so what happens in remodeling is that people are either living in the home or they're making a lot of site visits to the home. 
And, uh, you know, so people will see an unfinished product and a client will think, oh my gosh, we have to change that. Or I'm not sure about that color. And I always tell people, I say, you know what, we can always change it in the end, but let's just get through this process. You have to trust the process. Mm -hmm. And, uh, 99% of the time it works and and they love it in the end. Um, and and this is why, you know, people hire interior designers Mm -hmm. because they can't, they can't see what can be no. right. So, you know, you've got to have someone who can, who can, no. who you can trust to guide you through that. You know, yeah. I had my, the home in Fort Worth, I had a, a vision. I did have, and I always do with every single, um, every single remodel or build that we've ever done a room or whatever had a vision, but the guidance because right. you don't trust yourself. No. I mean, trust me. <laughs> I just it was like, you would think I've never done anything like this. Yeah. You know? Well, and sometimes you do trust yourself, but you just need you need that that reassurance. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. So that was something that I almost really that would have been tragic now that I look it would have been it. tragic. <laughs> You agree, agree, right? We we all thank you for keeping the beautiful (laughs) blue and white. Is that crazy? I mean, it is, it is, but it is, but I don't see it. I love it. I embrace it. When I do see it, I, it just makes me happy. Right. Because there's a lot of, there was, there was a village behind me for sure. Definitely. I know. Okay. So those of you that are remodeling or those of you out there that are going through this project, because right now, Everything is is just so like somebody may want carpet. Is carpet in or is carpet out? Carpet is in. Um, I actually, something that I do a lot of times whenever um, we're dealing with a high traffic area is that I will have carpets bound into an area rug um, because typically carpets are a lot less expensive than a handmade rug, especially. Um, And so I do a lot of that. I'm not a fan of wall to wall carpet. Um, I'm just not. Now, is it, is it something that's in style? Sure. Um, is it? Yeah. I, I think that, you know, there are a lot of people who really love carpet. Um, it is no longer a thing to put carpet in common areas, um, you know, in, in main areas of your home. So you typically don't see living rooms and, um, kitchens and bathrooms. Thank God uh, oh, that are gosh, we done had in that. carpet anymore. I still tear carpet out of bathrooms. I'm still doing homes that have original carpet from the eighties. That, this is this is true. My parents yeah. built our home, and um, shag avocado green uh-huh. in the bathroom. Yeah. Okay, but it was a thing. It was a thing. Thank thank goodness it's not anymore. It was a yeah. thing. Y'all, know. please don't put carpet in your bathroom. <laughs> you know, but my mom would say, um, "I like to get out of the shower and feel." Feel uh, I don't want cold tile on my feet. Mm-hmm. You can put a little get a area, rug. area rug down. That's <laughs> get right. Get a rug. Yeah, get a rug. Mm-hmm. Get a rug. So that is yes. And in the kitchen, can you imagine? No. Yee. Oh no. my gosh. No. 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 Okay. So carpet is still going on because you remember the Berber in bedrooms. Time? And, yeah. 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 And, but and you know and now I mean Berber carpet is still around, but now there are so many. You know, it's the same thing that we were talking about with the textiles and fabrics. Um, there are so many different carpet options now, and I do love to see. You know, on a beautiful wood traditional staircase, I love to see carpet. Um, you know that that has metal bindings, and I, I just think that that's beautiful and timeless. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so I like carpet, um, used sparingly, but I don't like wall to wall carpet. No, I don't even either. in bedrooms. I don't, I, I love hardwood floors, real hardwood floors. It's, it's classic. It's never going out of style and it's a great investment. Um, you know, they are expensive, uh, but it's a great investment because they can be refinished four times. So, you know, and, and people, people want that. Even if you're reselling your house, people really go for hardwood floors. Okay. So that was my question. So you prefer hardwood floors for sure. Every time, every time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I love my hardwood floors now. They're nothing like my previous home, which was the distressed. Yes. Very distressed, very farmhouse, Mm -hmm. Italian farmhouse. Yeah. Mm -mm, Not this look I've got going here, but, um, so wood, what do you think, and I know that price point, and we have every mm-hmm. every price point listening. Absolutely. What about the engineered wood? Okay. So What's that's, scoop? that is a great question. Um, you basically have to have a, a degree in engineered 
flooring to, to know, you know, how to pick engineered wood. It's crazy. Um, some of it is extremely cheap and the stuff that is y'all anything, you know, for engineered flooring, anything below $5 a foot is, is crap. Um, I actually, the, ha- the home that you and I were just talking about that I bought has engineered wood flooring in it. And I knew that this was going to be the case, but the, the top surface of the wood, the veneer has already started to peel back. And you know what? I don't have kids. My house doesn't get a lot of traffic. Um, I'm, I'm not rough on it. I'm pretty tidy. And so, you know, those, those engineered floors were probably about $2 a foot. Stay really? away, stay away from that. Yeah. Um, cause you're going to have to rip it out and start over, right? Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's the difference between a laminate and an engineered floor? Is there a difference? An engineered floor, um, you know, is, is a type of laminate, but it's a wood laminate. So it, it is real wood on the top layer, but underneath that top layer is a bunch of plywood and sometimes MDF. If that engineered wood flooring has any MDF in it, you really need to stay away from it because that means that if it gets wet, the water seeps into uh, below the surface of the top of that floor, it's going to swell and it's going to start to buckle. What's MDF? Um, it is medium density fiberboard. Okay. So um, MDF is in a lot of um, production furniture. It's in a lot of production build materials, and sometimes it's it's a great thing to use. I mean, you know, a lot of times on on beautiful paneled walls, trim carpenters will use MDF um, at the back of the wall, and then use wood at the front to make the trim detail because it paints up so nicely oh. and it's really smooth. Um, but it's definitely not something that you want anywhere near a wet area. Mm. Mm-mm. And you don't want it in your furniture. Um, yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. So, and I think people are scared of hardwood floors. I, I know people are scared. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. If I spill water mm-hmm. on it, we'll just wipe it up. I mean, you know what people, I think you're, you're right. People do get concerned about mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, I have to talk people into it a lot of times because uh, several times people want to use tile on their kitchen floors. And I, and I say, no, please like, just, you know, let's do the hardwood. I think that the, the bigger concern is what if the, what if the dishwasher, you know, mm-hmm. malfunctions and, and the water comes out? Well, you know, that's a concern, but you know, even if you've got tile, when that happens, the the water, if the dishwasher erupts and overflows and you're not home, that water is getting into your walls, your baseboards and everything. So the hardwood is really not a concern. It's actually very durable. Um, and as I mentioned, it can be refinished so many times and it's something that can really, um, take a lot of traffic and it can get worn. And, uh, I think even hardwood floors that start to become a little bit worn, um, can look really great. Yes. I yeah. agree. They, it's character. Yeah. It's character. character. Mm-hmm. I'd say I, I have lines, but I try to rectify those, but they have a lot of character. Yeah. But. There you go. <laughs> it is exactly. Yeah. But you know, um, when we first, we, I don't think we had moved in the ice maker, we were gone, the ice maker, something uh-huh. malfunctioned and we walked in the kitchen and it was just buckled and Blackman Morning fixed it. They yep. dried it out and mm-hmm. re-sanded it. And I mean, thank goodness. But yeah. but I understand people that are just going, oh my gosh, it's expensive. And right. what is um what is an average price for square foot for wood? Or is it does it vary? It's about ten dollars a foot installed for real hardwood. And and here's the catch, y'all, is that a good um a good piece of engineered hardwood flooring, a, you know, price per square foot on one that is going to last and take wear and tear is $10 a foot before it's installed. So hardwood flooring is actually, I mean, th- th- there's no contest. That's wow. the, yeah, that's Isn't the way that to amazing? go. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. No carpet, hardwood floors. Yeah. Okay. I know. And, you know, I, I see beautiful tile. I'm not, I mean, of course, beautiful tile in the bathroom. I love you know, oh, yeah. so many of pictures on their website of all of your homes that you've, you've, you've remodeled with beautiful tile. Thank you. And you use Bottega quite a bit. Oh right? yeah. I work with Bottega a lot. Um, you know, and something that I always love to do in bathrooms is to take, you know, the tile all the way to oh. the ceiling. I I've even been known to tile entire bathrooms. Um, you know, it, because it, it makes the room look bigger if, if the material is continuous throughout. Mm. So, um, you know, I did a, 
a somewhat small bathroom recently and I tiled the walls floor to ceiling in this beautiful um, 12 by 24 inch tile that looks like grass cloth. And it was just, it was incredible, Mm -mm. you know, and the client, uh, I remember we had to have several conversations about that because they were concerned about, you know, is it going to make the room look dark? Is it going to make it look small? But it really made it look um, much bigger than it was. And and it was beautiful. Yeah, You did a um, blue tile. Yes. Uh, Floor to ceiling. Yes. (gasps) Oh, my Mm -hmm. stars. I mean, just a gorgeous, gorgeous blue. I mean, was that? Are you talking about the one that was kind of a cobalt darker blue? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was for my clients, Richard and Ben. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a custom order tile we did through Bottega. Mm. Um, And so it it was actually a wet room. And what a, a wet room is is essentially a shower that contains a tub in it. And so um, we tiled that entire space and then we had this um, custom glass enclosure built so that would all be watertight. Um, But yeah, that blue tile was just, it was incredible. And it was um, hand packed and it was hand glazed and so, and kiln fired. And so you ended up with this really beautifully varied design. So every, Mm. every one of the tiles was a little bit different. Mm. Um, Mm -mm. And so, yeah, just super special. And I know that the sexiest bathtub I've seen in my life Right? Yes. Is that the most beautiful thing? Yes. You have to go to his website. Yeah. You do yeah. because it is stunning. I want to rip everything out. Okay. All right. So last weekend, did you just you went to Heiko, didn't you, or something? I did go to Heiko. So um, my family has a lake house on Lake Palapinto, yes, which is about um, an hour and twenty minutes west of Fort Worth um, on Highway Twenty. Anyway, so I had gone out to the lake house, and there is nothing out there at all. And uh, so I just, you know, did a little Google search, and there's this town called Heiko that was about an hour south. And so I went out there, and just, um, I mean, it's like a postage stamp town, but it was cute. And yeah. so I just spent a couple hours there hanging out. Well, had um, some good food. Well, I judged the the steak cook-off there for many years ago. You did. Okay. Be happy for me. Yes. Yeah. The steak ribeye cook-off or something. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact. But my point is, when you posted, and I don't know if you thought you had you found it in Heiko or somewhere else, but that's when you posted a photograph of this stunning wallpaper, which brings me to wallpaper. Mm-hmm. That wasn't in Heiko, right? No. Oh, my gosh. That's in one of your homes, right? Yes. What is, I mean, it is like you, he, Shane and I were texting and you were saying every time you look at it, you find something. Oh yeah. Different. Yeah. It's, um, it's a, a wallpaper by a company called Cole and Son. Um, and they just do these incredible papers. And the one that you're talking about, Tiffany mm-hmm. is, uh, it's called Ardmore and it, there are these vases, um, you know, but, but the vases are actually formed out of, um, you know, hand painted animals and florals and botanicals. And so it's, it sounds crazy, but it's just oh, absolutely beautiful. It's ridiculous. And you know, a powder bathroom is, is the place to do that. I mean, I've got this crazy paper in, in my powder bathroom that, you know, they're just Jaguars, you know, in mm-hmm. a row, um, beautiful wildcats. And so you can just do, you know, do something fun in the powder bathroom, make it look great. Wallpaper it. Wallpaper is a little expensive, but, um, it's worth it in a powder bath because your guests are going to use it. And, uh, you know, oh, it's a you might as well have something pretty to see when you're in there. In the tolly. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is what is amazing to me, too, especially since this remodel we did is how far wallpaper has come. Oh, yes. oh my stars. I just I can't even I can't even I'm the nightmare client because I can't make a decision. There's I know hundreds of samples. I know. Yeah. Is that crazy how that's changed? Uh, yes, it is crazy. And um, I I love wallpaper. Mm-hmm. I just think it's amazing. Um, I just always, you know, say use it sparingly. Um, you know, don't go out and wallpaper every room of your house. Uh, <laughs> it should be it should be a statement. It's like art, mm-hmm. um, you know. So have fun with it, but, uh, just don't go, don't go overboard. I mean, and it is, I mean, stunning. Some of the showrooms in Dallas that I looked at, I mean, just shells and pressed shells. Yeah. And, I mean, just the illusion, but you know, I am, you know, I'm taking this to the talent of the world now, Right. the talent of the world and, and the, I mean, the design world 
in the construction and manufacturing, right? There's yes. so many things. Yes. And there are so many, you know, one of the wonderful things that has happened in interior design over the past few years is that, you know, there are so many artists who are doing collaborations with interior designers and there are interior designers who are designing lighting for these, you know, major lighting companies now. And so, you know, it's all sort of coming together and, and, you know, it's, it's like, there's, um, there's, there's all this availability because we have Instagram and we have Facebook mm -hmm. and everybody's communicating and talking and, you know, they're starting partnerships and it's so cool to see it and to be a part of that. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. I mean, how much we're talking yeah. I mean, electronically, but yes, we are, I mean, but we are a visual world right now. Yeah. Like crazy. So let's go ahead and hit the COVID because we're still there. And right. so how that affected you. So right now we're recording in um, September yeah. of 2020. Right. And um, so we've been in this for a minute. Mm -hmm. So tell me how that affected your business. Yeah. So in the very beginning, you know, whenever um, all of the guidelines were coming out and, you know, I remember we were watching it every day to see if, you know, we were still going to be considered essential work, you know, we're in construction. And so because of that, we were able to keep working. And I think I had about six projects that were, that were ongoing at the time, you know, and we were just hoping, you know, that we could continue doing them and getting our clients into their houses. And we were able to continue working. But I remember, you know, I, I had a conversation with my sister, Shelby, um, who works with me. And I said, you know, this, this is going to have a profound effect on our, on our company, on our industry and the way that we do business. Um, and it has, you know, um, there are a lot of issues right now, supply chain issues. So, um, you know, what's happening is that the banks are lending money for almost nothing. And so people are building new homes because there's no, there's almost no inventory of new homes because people are reluctant to sell a home during COVID. And so what's happening since, you know, there's all this new build production, um, there's, there's a lumber shortage. And so lumber cost has gone up oh. 40%, mm -hmm. um, which is, staggering, um, you and know, unheard of, and I mean, precedented times. Yeah, oh. actually. Yeah. Unheard of. Um, you know, so you have in a time where it's like, you know, you're a small business and you're still trying to be able to, you know, appeal to your client and get that job. Well, costs are going up. And so you're having to combat that too. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's strange, Tiffany, things like hardware that, you know, I might order, um, online that would, typically be here in, in three or four days are taking in some cases, three, four weeks to arrive. And so, you know, we've just had to be really on top of all of the selections, um, for the new projects that we have coming up. I'm, I'm now making all of the finished selections and design selections for the projects before we even begin the demolition, because I need to make sure that it's here and that right. we have it and we can get it installed in for timing. our clients. Yeah. In timing. Gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And your, 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 your sister helps you so much. Oh, Oh my gosh. She helps me so much. So her title is project coordinator, but there is really not anything that she, she does <laughs> she not do. Yeah. That girl is amazing. Oh, shout out to Shelby. Yeah, so absolutely. How long has she been with y'all? She's been with me for three years now. Really? And you've yeah. been with your dad's, well, your company now. Yeah. Seven years. Seven? Going on seven years. Yeah. Oh my stars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're based in Fort Worth. Oh and yeah. I'm Born and raised here. The company's based in Fort Worth. Um, and you know, funny story about my sister coming to work for me. So, um, you know, I had been trying to negotiate with my dad for quite a while when we had first become business partners, uh, to hire Shelby to work for us. And he said, you know, I'm just not doing that. You can do it after you retire. <laughs> um, I think he was concerned about having, you know, another family member sure. in the business. Um, but she actually ended up getting laid off from her job years ago and she called my dad, you know, daddy's girl. And, uh, you know, dad said, well, you know, your brother's been wanting to hire you. So why don't you come to work for us? And so he called me and he said, Hey, I just hired your sister. It's great. You know, you're, you're going to have an assistant. And I said, daddy, she lives with me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Yeah. So oh, no. at the time I had, um, this adorable little, actually I still own it, but I, I'm renting it to somebody, but I had a, 
an adorable little A-line mid-century modern house. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was only two bedrooms, two bathrooms, and this tiny little laundry room. And she was living in that house with me. Oh, gosh. Um, And so, you know, I actually, three months after we hired her, my dad said to me, he said, Shane, um, you realize you cannot continue to fire her every week and then bring her back. He said, he said, it's not good for morale. (laughs) Um, and so I said, you know what, you're right. And so for the first time in my whole life, um, I went to see a therapist and I was telling her about this and she said, Shane, the choice is easy. She said, you either fire Shelby or you guys have to have your own places. No joke. And so I went home and I told Shelby, I said, well, I went to therapy and I, and Shelby said, I, I already know. She said, I'm, I'm moving out next week. I'm getting my own place. So it worked out great. Um, and we've been working together ever since. Younger or older? She's three years younger. Three years younger. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What a, what a great story though. I mean, with your yeah, dad. Thank and just, you. And she's, I mean, she gets it. I'm sure. She does. And yeah. You're still brother and sister. Right? Yeah. That's what your dad was afraid of. Right. I guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let me talk to you a little bit about something we have in common. We both have our little fur babies right now. Mm -hmm. You have new Waylon. Now, Waylon is what kind of dog? Waylon is a Cavalier King Charles, um, and he is a tricolor, which means that he is black, white, and has little... um, little red markings on his face. Um, and he is so cute. He's about 15 weeks old now. Um, Oh, he's baby. Oh yeah. He's a baby. Um, but you know what, Tiffy, it is crazy to me how fast they grow. I mean, he went to Houston with, uh, my boyfriend, Sam this weekend and you know, they came back on Sunday and I looked at that dog and I'm like, is that the same dog? Is that same? Did you bring back a different dog? I'm like, what happened to my dog? Oh yeah. no. Yeah, but um it's it's so great. I love having the little dog. Um he's so much fun and uh he's got a lot of energy. I I was not fully prepared for for just how much work a puppy is. Oh. I mean, it's it's been amazing. We love him, but man, uh it's like having a baby. Oh, yeah, you can. They cry at night. Yeah. You got to uh, you know, yeah, it's, and, it's serious stuff. And potty training? Are we still? Oh, yeah. You know what? He has not had an accident in the house in about four weeks now. Okay, so let's find so, some wood. Knock on wood. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. But, um, you know, even when he was still having accidents in the house, they were few and far in between. He's a really good dog. Oh, we got wow. lucky. Performance fabrics, too. Yeah. Yes, y'all. Uh, get <laughs> those performance fabrics and performance rugs. Well, and I, I we... We were talking about this earlier. I have not never had a pet in my life. So when Kennedy, yeah. my daughter, she was getting ready to graduate high school, and I was afraid. I was bitten very young. Mm-hmm. Um, That'll do it. That did it. And um, I just kept saying, I'm going to get a dog. And everybody's like, you're not getting a dog. You jump up on the counter when we, you yeah. know. I mean, you're yeah. not, it's not happening. And I found her, and I love her. Yeah. I love her so much. I, I, um, this weekend, little Layla B. Oh, she's just a, oh, I love her. Yeah. So this weekend, um, Greg was walking her and bless his heart. He dropped the, the leash and she was attacked by another dog and bit oh, her in the no. eye oh, and scratched cornea. And I didn't realize as well, the medical bills that can add up to, oh, yes. but I got this. I mean, yes. she's well, my baby. I know. And speaking of the cornea, um, you know, our little Waylon had this issue about three weeks after we brought him home. He had, now, I, do you know that dogs have a third eyelid? Mm-mm. They have three eyelids, Tiffany. They do not. Yeah, they do. It's crazy. So, you know, it's something weird was going on with his eye. It was super, like, cloudy and wonky. And yeah. so um, we took him to the vet, and they said, you know, um, it's a lazy eye. And I said, no, it's not. I said, I've had this dog for three weeks. And I said, I put it down for a nap, and it didn't wake up with a lazy eye. No. So anyway, um, he saw a canine ophthalmologist. I did not know that there was such a thing. Of course there is. Um, and then we just found out that his eye, um, his third eyelid is still developing. And so that was exposed. Oh, my. Um, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, dogs have all kinds of health issues and conditions just like we do. I, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's well, why we have excellent vets. Exactly. 1000%. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So we just love her and she's, she's a little princess girl and Greg, we thought he would never conform because he had had mm-hmm. big boy dogs. Mm-hmm. Right. Not anymore. So yeah, anyway, but he loves her. So for sure. So how Sam you're in a not so new relationship. How long have y'all been together? We have been together let's see it will be 
You know, Tiffy, it'll be two years in November. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, two years in November. Um, and he's just awesome. You know, I had really run the gambit on dating. Let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, I had dated and dated. I had been dating since I was 16 years old. Oh, um, no. <laughs> I'm 30 now. I was 28 when I met Sam. Um, and, you know, when I met him, it was it was instant. Was it? Um, yeah, but I got to tell you the story about how we met. I don't know if you know this or not, but we actually met on Bumble. So, um, swipe right. Yep. Swipe okay. right. Okay. Met on Bumble. And, uh, you know, I, I thought he was adorable and I guess he thought I was pretty cute mm -hmm. too. But, yeah. feeling um, was mutual. you know, we, we talked on Bumble for a while and then I think we ended up following each other on Instagram and, uh, you know, he had gone to new Orleans with a group of friends from Dallas and, you know, he sends me a picture of this table of, of guys at brunch that he was there with. And in the photo was a guy who I had previously dated. And oh, I thought, no. well, this is the end of this. I'm like, I'm not even going to talk to not Sam anymore. Mm -mm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just ghosted him and, uh, <laughs> stopped talking to him. And he loves to tell this story, by the way, about how he was ghosted by me. Oh gosh. Uh, but anyway, stopped talking to him for a while, but we were following each other on Instagram. Remember? So, um, you know, a few months later, he posted a picture on his story and he was holding his adorable little niece. And I saw that picture and it was so cute. And so I messaged him and I said something super corny. Like I was like, Oh, you know, this is so cute or whatever. And he said, yeah, she's pretty cute talking about his niece. And I said, well, I wasn't talking about your niece. Oh no. Um, yeah. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So very yeah. corny, but yes, anyway, yeah. but, um, it worked. but it worked. And I said, you know what? I I'm, I'm sorry. I haven't talked to you in a while. I'm sorry. I didn't follow up. And I said, I owe you a dinner. Um, and so I said, well, you know, would you go ahead and meet me in Fort Worth for dinner? So we had dinner at Pacific table. That was our first date. Wow. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know what? We've been together ever since. That's so great. Yeah. That is yeah. so great. I mean, it's, it's just, I, I just love both of you. You're just fabulous. Yeah. Well, people. we love you. Well, we love you. Thank you for and loving I, Tiffy. I want to say just a, a quick, fabulous story about you, Tiffany. Oh, dear. So, you know, I was listening to one of your podcasts and you mentioned how, you know, it, you've had people before who have told you that when they first met you, they were intimidated by you and that, you know, you're like, Hey, it's just Tiffy, mm -hmm. you know, what, what's the big deal. Right, right? right. Um, but you know what you are magnanimous and fabulous and you just are. And so I remember when I first met you, I thought, you know, I was a little intimidated too, but y'all let me tell you, um, you know, it, it was when I was first getting to know Tiffany, she had me out to her house and invited Sam, my boyfriend and, uh, our mutual friend, Stephanie Perry. Mm -hmm. Um, and Kennedy was there too, your daughter. And, right. you know, we all got together. Um, and I remember we were talking about summer plans and you found out that, um, I was going to Mexico with Sam. Um, and you knew the resort we were staying at and you said, you know, it's going to be fabulous. Y'all will have so much fun. And, uh, you know, I think it was the next day after we arrived in Mexico, we were settled in, um, and Sam and I had lunch by the beach and, uh, two members of the resort staff, two fabulous ladies came and they had a bottle of champagne and they said, um, y'all, this is a gift from your friend, Tiffany Blackman. And I just looked at Sam and I said, that is the sweetest, most fabulous thing I have ever heard. Yeah. Oh, um, and well, so you're just a wonderful you. person. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Thank you for saying yeah, that. You're that lovely. That is so sweet. I appreciate that so yeah, much. I, will I never, don't know what to say. I'm well, speechless. I will, I will never forget that. Well, um, it was just such a such a kind gesture. Well, so It yeah, came from the speaks heart. Speaks to who you well, are. Well, thank you very much. It comes 1,000% from the heart because, you mm -hmm. know, I think life is about friendships and evolvement. And Absolutely. I really, really do yeah. you know we've we've talked relationships on here and i'm at that point you just i just want to nurture those mm -hmm. that are really important i mean in everyone of course yeah. but people that make a point of doing what you just did of course but mm -hmm. i mean just everyone making someone feel special that's yeah that's what and I people want. remember that yes. you know people will always uh it's it's like we say right people will forget what you did but they and they'll forget what you said but they're never going to forget the way you made them feel this is true uh and that's it's so true. important to keep that in mind so sweet thank you yeah so you have a big event coming with fort worth magazine yes. tell me what's going on we yes. love fort worth magazine yeah so every year fort worth magazine um you know they they honor um some of the local entrepreneurs 
entrepreneurs with an award that is called the Entrepreneur of Excellence Award. Um, and they're having a big award ceremony dinner at the Fort Worth Club tomorrow. Um, it was something that um, I was nominated for, and I am a finalist with two other um two other general contractors. Wow. Um, yeah. Isn't that and so I just, I couldn't believe it. Um, you know, and the, the other guys in the category, um, definitely have more, um, years behind them and more experience. And so I was just so honored to, um, you know, even be nominated as a finalist with those guys. So, wow. um, yeah, Congratulations. thank you. Oh thank my you. goodness. Can you believe where your life has, well, you knew what um, you wanted to do, but can you believe you're sitting here now and no. you've done it? No, it, it really is crazy. And I, it's, it's so exciting and I have, I still have so much to do. I have so many plans. Um, but you know, I, I have always wanted to own my own business. I come from an entrepreneurial family, um, but I never thought that I would um, own a construction company in, in any uh, form right. or capacity. And um, I do own a construction company and it's performing really well. Um, and so, and I never imagined I'd be a general contractor, but uh, here there I am, a designer and, and a general contractor, so proud of you. which makes sense because the two <laughs> things go hand in hand. You know, I always say you cannot, you know, you can't do one well without the other. You've got to have interior design and you have to have a great general contractor. Um, you know, that's how you get a great outcome in, in a, in a construction project. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is, it is a perfect marriage. I mean, it, it just is. sounds like the perfect plan. Yes. I mean, of course, why not? And good for you guys for thinking of this for sure. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Oh my gosh. I just Thank you love for having you. me. Oh I my love goodness. You too. I mean, just such a great friend and I'm so proud of you and I love watching you and gosh, we may need some help someday, but okay. Tell us your website and your Instagram. Yeah. So my website is morrisseyhomesolutions.com and y'all can follow me on Instagram at morrisseyhome. And you've been doing lives. You've done three now. I watched, uh, you did one last night because you've, you're busy on Thursday, but you like to do those on Thursdays. What time? Uh, Thursdays at seven. So Thursdays at seven and you have someone in the industry, you know, specifically in your industry. So that's great. So everyone, thank you so much for listening and watching us. If you're on YouTube, because if you'll go there and rate and review, because we're trying to get up in that Apple world, the podcast world. Oh my goodness. What a, what a different world that is. Right. And then follow me on Instagram at, at Tiffany C. Blackman and everyone, please keep staying fabulous. 